This is the Russian dynamite Masha Slamovich. Becca here. This is not America's sweetheart Davian. It's Billy Starks and the super fly guy Trayvon Jordan. This is the fly side flyer Jalen Brandon. Hardcore princess Jules Malone. Hi there, this is the bubblegum princess Alexia Nicole. This is the Brazilian Wonder Woman Christy Jane. This is the baddest black belt Chennai Kai. This is Kid Bandit. The smash hit Joel Bateman. This is Robin Renegade. Cody Hawk. Brutal Bob Evans. And you are listening to Wrestling With Entertainment, one of my favorite podcasts in the whole wide world. Hey, what's up? This is Murphy Madsen here on Wrestling With Entertainment. Hello, 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 and welcome to the show. It's Wrestling With Entertainment, the only audio experience on the web today. The trusted choice for interviewing all your favorite wrestlers every Tuesday and Wednesday on YouTube and CastBox. Sponsored by Rogue Energy and Player One Coffee. I am, of course, your host, James J. Alongside Scooter Dust. Watching out for shoe, as always. And it is a great day for wrestling if you're wrestling with the 90s kid, Murphy Madsen. How are you, Morphe? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me on the show. This is a cool experience to do something, um, you know, auditory, to talk to you guys and just kind of hang out. Absolutely. And where can uh, uh, the audience uh, hang out with the 90s kid event-wise? Oh, yeah, totally. So I am located in Washington State. I have a lot of events, like, Coming up, some of them are in Canada, some of them are in Oregon, and some of them are here in uh, Washington. So it's been super cool kind of traveling doing that. I'm primarily, um, you know, trying to do shows in Washington, but it's been kind of unfortunate because a lot of our uh, promotions have, you know, just been disappearing lately. So I'm super excited to be part of this new promotion uh, called Peak Sports Entertainment. Um, it's actually run by the people who have trained me in American style wrestling, and they're a couple of great dudes, and we're going to start working with some charities and stuff, so it's going to be super awesome. That's going to be in Everett, Washington, um, so I'm super excited for that, but as far as Oregon and the other places that I can be seen, um, I'm seen at DOA Pro Wrestling as well as POW Pro Wrestling in Oregon. And I'm making actually a Canadian debut, uh, debut in Canada this Saturday, which is super awesome at uh, All Star Wrestling. So I'm really excited for that opportunity. And it's looking like you might see the Murphy at a venue in California, which is pretty cool. What's funny? Um, I got talked to for a women's event, um, but unfortunately I was already booked that day. So I'm in talks with them. So it's kind of a little bit of a surprise because I'm not sure when and if I'll be, um, debuting there. So it'll be super cool. So we will put a pin in that for now. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. Yeah. And uh, where can we find all things Morphe Madsen on uh, social media and your merchandise, if you got it? Uh, I do have merchandise right now. It's only available at shows. Um, I am looking into getting uh, on Brain Buster Tees, uh, but I haven't made that jump yet. So right now, only in person for merchandise. But I will say, 
what I have is pretty cool. So if you guys can come out to any of my shows, you know, I will definitely have some, some cool things for you. And also, uh, yeah, like, um, sorry, what was the second question? Oh, social media. <laughs> oh yeah. Social media, just Instagram. All right. So, uh, at, uh, Murphy underscore Madsen, correct? Yes, just Murphy underscore Madsen uh, on Instagram. Okay, and the uh, uh, link to your Instagram will be in the description of the video below or on YouTube in Trust Box. All right, uh, let's get into it. Uh, you work for Power Wrestling and DOA. Can you tell us about your relationship with those companies? Um, They are two super cool dudes. Well, I'll start with DOA. So... DOA has been around for has been around for a really long time. We just celebrated the 15th year anniversary, and it's really been a pillar in the Pacific Northwest as far as wrestling goes. And I'm just honored to be a part of it. I get to work with talent, talk to veterans such as um, Drexel and uh, Dr. Cleaver. There are so many people that have come out of there and are a big part of DOA that have been really cool people to just spend time with and then also um, just glean information from. So that's DOA Pro Wrestling and that's in Portland, Oregon. Pal Pro Wrestling is super awesome um, because it's run by Mr. Ulala, who's a super great creative mind and has um, lots of exciting storylines um, just available for every wrestler that he employs. And it's been super cool uh, getting to work with him as well. So, yeah. You know, it's crazy that, like you mentioned, um, you know, you're in the Washington area. And there was a lot of great promotions up there that unfortunately folded. 3-2-1 Battle, um, Without a Cause. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think that, you know, there was a lot of controversy definitely uh, around... 3-2-1 as it closed down, and that yeah. was really unfortunate. And then WAC, um, WAC was amazing. I really, really loved it. It, again, um, was ran by two guys that I'm really close to, and they have really great vision for wrestling, um, as well as um, one of their other uh, friends in the business as well. And it's just been really awesome to uh, – see where they were with whack and then kind of see the rebirth of something new with um peak sports entertainment uh so i'm just really excited to be a part of that next step and and that new adventure there for sure and a quick uh, shout out to max celeste who uh, was one of our first promoters we've had we had on the show that we interviewed max is an amazing guy definitely and i had had the honor to work with him actually in the ring a little bit. Um, and he, yeah, I know. Uh, he actually was training to be a wrestler from what I understood. And right. he's just a really great guy and um, just really has a super great mind for the business and um, has been just a really great support system um, for me and so many others. It's quite impressive you got him in the ring because he had one match and then quit. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, I'm um, good. <laughs> hey, like I, there has been many, uh, many people that have influenced me in my career, and he's definitely one of them. Um, and so, 
uh, I'm very like honored to like have that experience <laughs> for sure. Kudo, you have a question. Yes. Now, I'd be remiss if I didn't say that I am also myself a '90s kid. Although I say right about now, I'm more, I'm more close to '90s middle-aged man at this point. Uh, <laughs> so, being a '90s kid, would you consider yourself more towards? Gen X or millennial? Um, so for me personally, I don't really know much about those labels, <laughs> to be honest. I just, does, I but... kind of live my life and, and, and do what I do. Um, I guess I would be considered a millennial, I think. Um, but I don't know. I just, yeah, again, I'm just kind of like, just immerse in the atmosphere, <laughs> just yep, kind of living my life. Um, so I don't really know where I fall into, you know, those kind of um, labels. But um, I can say this, that I am definitely a bit older. Like, I, you know what I mean? Um, than actually a lot of people in the business. So it's really cool to be doing what I do, celebrating what I love. And um, just be able to bring it in front of a new audience, especially um, during this resurgent, uh, resurgence of uh, appreciation for all things 90s. You want, you, want, you, want to feel, you want to feel young? I'll tell you how old I am. I'm 39. Now you feel uh, <laughs> No, I mean, I, I don't feel bad. I'm 32. I definitely started this career path. Well, later in life so it's it's definitely been interesting and um there's definitely things that i have to juggle you know i i'm not just working a part-time job i have a full-time job you know uh, and i'm also <clears throat> wrestling as much as i possibly can right you know an injury comes with that and you know so it's it's definitely been a wild ride but i'm just very thankful for where i'm at and all the people i've gotten to work with thus far all right. Awesome. I want to ask this while I have it fresh on my mind because I'm not expecting a serious answer to this. Uh, so, you're a scooter enthusiast. Glad to know you're a fan of me. Um, <laughs> tell us about your uh, your love of scooters that aren't me. Oh, yes. So, I am a big fan of the Razor Scooter. Um, there are a few different variations that have come out throughout the years. I definitely like the classic fold-up three-piece scooter um, that kind of started it all, especially with the little um, wheelie bar at the bottom of it. Um, I did really like the um, the Sparks. So they came out with a series that was called like Razor Sparks, and those were super cool, but there were never anything that my uh, parents would get for me. So I would ride them, um, you know, with my friends and stuff and think I was so cool, you know, doing a, a scooter skid and, and doing those little sparks out the back. So that was fun. Um, but definitely, like, I was definitely a bunny hopper. I had, um, you know, uh, two different scooters. One was, like, purple wheels. One was clear sharing them with my friends, riding them until the, um, the streetlights came on and we had to go home. But I just have really fond memories around scootering with my friends. I still have 
um, two scooters, and then I also have a rock and roller, which is a really cool scooter. It has inflated uh, wheels that are similar to wheels that you would see on a bike and a wagon. So it's kind of, it almost looks like a, a, an off-roader kind of scooter, um, but definitely is just made for like just road riding, not necessarily tricks or anything. So yeah, no, I super love scooters and um, I'll always uh, be happy to talk about them and, and kind of nerd out about them, you know? So yeah. Mm-hmm. I also uh, uh, fold some them into three pieces, but only if I've done my yoga for the day. <laughs> <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> That's back, awesome. James, back to you. Yes. Can you tell us about um, your match against Nicole Matthews? Um, obviously, a well-known, very well-respected name in pro wrestling. You know, even um, a WWE May Young Classic tournament entrant. So what was that experience like, wrestling such a veteran? She is awesome. Like, honestly, she's she's awesome. She's amazing. Uh, she has great, um, just great fight. And it, and it really was a great competition with her, for sure. Um, I, yeah, that was definitely, like, a bucket list dream match for me. And I was very lucky to have the opportunity to work with her. Super easy to work with. Um, you know, very, uh, just very positive, you know? Like I wasn't, I wasn't afraid, but I knew that she was intimidating. I knew that it was going to be a good fight. Um, and I just really enjoyed it for sure. And I mean, that whole event was something, you know, impressive. The Queen of Thorns tournament um, with a lot of heavy hitter names in it. So what did it mean to you to be included in that tournament? It it was definitely an honor. I had been involved with the tournament tournament previously. I had uh, been a referee, um, and just the atmosphere and um, as corny as it sounds, just kind of living it up in girl power was amazing. And being a part of that and being seen as a competitor in it um, was just like nothing I'd ever experienced before. You know, a lot of these cards, especially on the indies are super um, male heavy and to have a locker room of all females kind of, you know, even though we're in competition with each other coming together, you know, sharing our stories and just piling around was super awesome and, and just really like a once in a lifetime experience. And I was just so happy to be a part of it for sure. And you do have a lot of incredible talent in that area, um, especially the ones that come down from Canada. Um, you know, uh, uh, the whole twins, not twins, the whole sisters, uh, 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 um, Izzy McQueen. So, I mean, it's a really good area for women's wrestling as well. Oh, absolutely. Like, I am, I'm so happy to be getting this opportunity to go to Canada to wrestle, um, at all like this weekend um it's gonna be it's gonna be a good fight you know we are two girls from the states but i'm hoping that you know maybe some canadian ladies are gonna be in the stands you know watching the show and 
and see, you know, good old Murph showing out and be like, oh, she's a good competitor. She's someone to look out for. So I'm really thankful um, for this weekend and this opportunity that I'm having coming up. And yeah, uh, I have had the um, honor of working with um, Bambi and um, it's been amazing. Like all the Canadians I've worked with have been just super cool and super awesome and then i'm also going to be tag teaming with izzy mcqueen here soon um so that's going to be a great experience as well i believe bambi was your your first high profile match correct absolutely yep um that happened at 5cc wrestling and i believe it was a little bit over a year ago but that was one of the best and and still is one of the best wrestling experience i've had Correct me if I'm wrong, but did she not break your nose during that match? <laughs> um, she did not break my nose. Um, I actually, I have very many piercings and I do have a nose ring and it is not one that I take out and um, re, uh, like re-put in. So... Um, actually what had happened was she had gotten me, uh, with a hip attack and just got me in the nose and it, and it scratched me. So, (laughs) I mean, it looked a lot worse than maybe it was. (laughs) I, I, so at first I, I was, I thought it was broken at first. Um, and then I realized what had happened and I was like, oh, okay, you know, let's keep going. Let's, you know, I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to tap out. So. Yeah. It wasn't a uh, Triple H pulling Batista's nose ring out situation. <laughs> no, it was not that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Scooter. Yes. Now, I'd like to get to know the person behind the Inward Performer. And something on your Instagram caught my eye because it's something I literally followed somebody down to get and by sheer happenstance one random day a number of years ago a DeLorean fully functioning pulls out in front of me and I and I I go following it and I ask the guy for for a picture because you know a, a bunch of my friends are back to the future fans you also have a picture next to a DeLorean. Uh, I'm betting there's an interesting story behind that. (laughs) You know, uh, now I'm debating whether I tell the story or I tell a fabricated story. Um, So, um, (laughs) yes. Okay. 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 Um, So actually in Washington state, there's a really great car show that happens every year. It's called Radwood and it's all cars from the eighties and nineties. Um, and so there was somebody who actually there. Um, so there are different clubs, uh, that focus on each car, right? Um, there's actually a club not too far away from where I live. Um, that is a DeLorean club, right? And so when I was at this event, I saw, the most beautiful DeLorean I'd ever seen. Um, And I was taking pictures of it. And um, in a previous life, long, long time ago, I used to take uh, 
photos of cars professionally and um the owner of it could tell oh do you want to get a better like line on it like do you want to get a better uh view of the car and the way it's supposed to look and i was like oh yeah i would love that um and so he uh let me take a picture with it and it was super cool and i got to walk around it talk to him more about it um so it was really a really great experience but yeah radwood check it out they have amazing vehicles um food trucks uh competitions you know who can dress the most 80s and 90s and um it was just a really great event and uh i would definitely check it out if you guys are local or um can travel to it for sure hmm. all right all right well love that uh james sorry back here yes continuing on the trend of you know incredible names that you've been in the ring with uh kikio um, one of the mainstays of that area, well-respected, independent wrestler. What was that experience like, getting in the ring with Kikio? You know, just her presence is really, it's one of those things where you, like, kind of take a deep breath and you're, you're taken back because you know that she's, you know, fought a lot of other you know, great competitors, kind of in the same respect as Nicole Matthews in a way. And right. um, it's one of those things where you're like, okay, like, am I going to commit to this? Am I going to, you know, be part of this fight? And like, you kind of have to, you know, juice yourself up for it in a way, like, you know, jump up and down and like really amp yourself up for it and get ready. Um, just because she's such a fierce competitor, um, you know, not unlike Nicole Matthews, but just like a different they just have a different era about them, you know? Um, but yeah, great person to work with. Really, really cool mind for the business. Um, definitely someone that I'm looking forward to facing again, again this weekend. Um, sorry, I'm like plugging this weekend so much, but I'm just so excited to be traveling to Canada. Um, she's actually holding the title at All Star Wrestling and I will be challenging her for that. So it'll really be interesting to see um, where that goes. Um, but yeah, Kikio, an amazing competitor, a great person to work with. Again, um, just one of those things where you gotta you gotta check yourself before you wreck yourself. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> well. Okay. Now um, we've been talking about all the incredible talent that you've been in the ring with. You know, Bambi Hall, Kikio, Nicole Matthews. Um, can you tell us about being in the ring with Octavia Eights? <laughs> Octavia Eights, holy cow, yeah. <laughs> I I honestly couldn't see that coming. It was one of those things where, um, you know, I was completely taken off guard. There was nothing I could do. It was a great experience, honestly, like, to have fought, you know, something from the sea. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there's not much to say on that, you know. That was a wild ride for sure. <laughs> All right. Now, what? What's the craziest '90s prop you've ever used in the ring? Oh, um. So I actually worked a hardcore match where. Um, I was able to bring some of my, well, it was a street fight. Sorry, excuse me. It was not a hardcore match. It was a street fight. Um, but yeah, definitely like it's been 
super great, like trying to come up with 90s things to use in the ring. Um, I did a stinger splash off of my scooter. And then I also used those sock and boppers. And that was pretty awesome, as well as a skip it. Oh, my God. Uh, and, yeah, it was it was great. So uh, if you guys have IWTV, um, I was in a street fight with the wrong side against the co-op at DOA Wrestling. Um, and it's a really great watch. It was a really amazing fight. And you guys should really check it out for sure. You know, even the commentators for that match, they were like, oh, those are inflatable uh, hands. They have, and I was like, dude, those are soccer bottles. <laughs> I still remember the song. Yes. Yeah. More fun like, than a pillow fight. fight. I'll never forget uh, it. Yeah. That's ingrained yeah. in my head now. <laughs> that's yeah. never going away. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, man. All right. Uh, building on top of that, what 90s fad do you wish would make a comeback today? Ooh. Honestly, like, I feel like everything's kind of coming back. I'm, like, trying to think about it. One thing that's kind of, like, a weird, sick obsession is the the different colors of ketchup. Oh, yes. <laughs> the green and the purple. Yep. Yeah, especially, you know, purple's my favorite color. I got to go with the purple. But, yeah, like, I love that. All of the weird, like, not experimental, but just, like, the weird, super fun food to try to get the, the kids involved. Like, I loved that stuff. Um, I, I actually, like, as part of my little merch table, I have 90s candy. Because, like, I need to show the next generation how delicious... 90s candy is baby bottle pops, you know, ring oh, pops, no. <laughs> um, juicy drop pop, all oh, those, yes. you know. Oh, um, my, I'm a, I'm a, a, a snack food, you know, beverage uh, junkie. I collect, you know, limited edition stuff like that. And I got, I was lucky enough to get blessed with, uh, a re-release of my favorite '90s fad. That was Crystal Pepsi. Oh, sick! Yeah, there was a re-release like not too long ago. Like, wasn't it like maybe four or five years ago? Right? I think it was for the yep. Stranger Things. Um, uh, oh, no. did they really? No, because they were partnering with Coke. I thought. Yeah, Stranger Things was partnered with Coke. Okay. Crystal Pepsi. For some reason, they just decided to re-release it, and mm -hmm. I went to every store I could. And I just, I just bought out how much ever was uh, in their, uh, in their fridges. Oh, that's awesome! I've been kind of doing that with Dunkaroos. Like I've just been getting like you know five oh packs God. here, you know four packs there, as I'm seeing them more often. They, they still sell Dunkaroos here in New York City. They're not the same Dunkaroos though as they were in the 90s where they were oh. yeah so now they're circular right they used yep. to kind of be more like a okay, wafer, almost like something like that yeah yeah like oval stick shape almost like we yep. the um sugar Jenny stick and a fun dip kind of yep yep yeah yeah i mean they still oh. taste good but it's definitely different and while uh while we're on the subject of that What's your favorite Mountain Dew flavor? 
Ooh, okay. I'm I'm new school with the Mountain Dew, to be honest. Baja Blast. I have to be honest. I know it's not the original flavor, but Baja Blast rocks, and then Voltage is a close second. Uh, you had Voltage. the flaming hot. Oh, God. No, I've never tried that. I have a sensitive stomach, which is so funny because I go so hard on, like, all of the 90s candies, all of the 90s drinks and stuff, and then, like, if I do, like, a weird mixture like that, like, I can't eat, like, hot Cheetos and drink a Mountain Dew. Like, I'll get a stomach ache. Like, I have to pick one or the other. <laughs> I I do the same exact thing. I, I, I really do go way too hard on all those beverages. I really do need to cut down, though. But I have had... If there's a Mountain Dew flavor you can name, I most likely have had it. Voltage is actually... Uh, plentiful uh, on the shelves along with uh, Code Red and uh, Major Melon, but it's the seasonal flavors of Mountain Dew that I love. Two years ago, it was a gingerbread flavored that was clear, and somehow that was freaking delicious. No then, way. So yeah. you try you try the crazy, crazy yep. ones. You're brave. Like, and, I don't try the crazy, crazy ones. Like, I stay in my lane, like, this summer was so rad because they had that whole line of Baja come out. Yep. Woo, that was awesome. Like, yep. I'm down with that. But, like, when it gets to, like, adding, like, food food, like, bread or hot Cheeto or, like, things like that, I'm like, ooh, I can't. Like, it just kind of freaks me out. Funny enough, when they released the flavor Fruit Quake for, your, for Christmas last year, supposed mm-hmm. to fruit cake. Somehow that was even better than oh, gingerbread. Okay, now you're talking me into trying one of these. If I get a oh. stomachache, it's your fault, Scooter. Oh uh, well, well, you know what? I I also have the same sensitive stomach condition <laughs> since I was I was a kid. Um, so you know, hey, you know what? <laughs> if we we'll go down, we'll go down together. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> And I, I will say, if you have the opportunity to try Flaming Hot uh, Mountain Dew, do not try Flaming Hot Mountain Dew. <laughs> okay, I won't. <laughs> that sounds really crazy. I, I don't think I will. Yes. You kind of have to hate yourself to drink it. So. Oh, no. Oh, no. That I've not awful. seen good reviews about it. <laughs> oh, man. That's wild. <laughs> Can you tell us about the advantages and disadvantages of wrestling in cargo pants. Oh, um, I love it because I always know it's full coverage. Um, I, for me personally, I find no disadvantage actually. Hmm. Um, yeah, no, I love it. It, uh, the cargo pants that I wear, um, I kind of research them. American stitch. Um, and they're super breathable. I mean, that's the only thing, I guess. Okay, okay. Disadvantage, if I'm doing a show outdoors in 100-degree weather, maybe it would be sweaty. But that's the only disadvantage. Um, the cargo pants that I have are very, like, just flexible, versatile, and, like, they do what they need to do. And so I like it, honestly. So you actually researched these things before you actually got them as, you know, um, wrestling gear. So actually, by happenstance, I was at Zoomies um, a couple years ago, 
and or around a year ago and i saw them and i felt the material they were made out of and i was like this is perfect and this is what i want to wear um and so i bought you know one one yellow one orange and that's still what i'm working today um and yeah i i love it i absolutely love it I have all the padding I need if I'm wearing knee pads, if eventually I want to get kick pads, if I start doing more striking, um, I have room to do that. Like, they're super great, honestly. Interesting. Because the other girl that we interviewed that wrestled in cocoa pants maybe didn't um, take to it as much as you did. So I was interested. No, that's totally fine. I mean, to each their own, like right. different flavors of ice cream for every. Um, that being said, was it uh, a shoot or work that um, you and Tara Zeb matched cargo pants? That time old Navy got into can making these. Yeah, yeah, I can still hear guys. Okay. Yep. Uh, did you hear the question? No, I don't think. I think you had to repeat yourself. Yeah, okay. Um, was it... Um, on purpose or total coincidence that you and Tara Zip matched cargo pants that one time? Oh, I love that question. That was an, like an extreme coincidence. Really? Yes. So I that's just the gear I've been running for like a really long time, right? And so um, I, you know, chose everything I was wearing got all ready and and Tara actually was doing um some work with Miles at the time and she was like oh Miles is wearing yellow so I you know was wearing yellow and I was like we have the same pants on right now and so yeah we just ended up by mistake wearing almost the same exact pair of pants wow yeah that was it's crazy the coincidences you get in pro wrestling <laughs> I know it's wild. And so like, I mean, we have the same pants, who knows, maybe in the future we can work together in some, some kind of way that'd be super rad. Morphe Madsen and Taylor's a tag team. Oh that, yeah. That would be very interesting to say the least. Yeah. I mean, come on, Goosebumps exists. <laughs> yes, it does. And that would, be a, that would be a great entrance team for you too. Absolutely. Yep. It's it's good music. Fans beware. Right. Yeah. Taylor, if you're listening, if a promoter's listening, book the damn tag team. Yes, do it, please. Right. Scooter. Yes. Now gonna go back to the, the food thing because you're in a a, a very famous at least in, in my eyes, and most of the stack community, uh, one of the most famous stack institutions is in your area. Have you ever been to Voodoo Donuts? <laughs> um, you might be disappointed in me. I have never personally been to Voodoo Donuts. I have had a Voodoo Donut, but I've never been to the shop itself. Oh, you know, uh, having one, I think, is just as good as going there. Which one was it? Um, I think it was actually the one that looks like a voodoo doll. I think I split it with one of my buddies back in the day. I don't even remember where we were at or what we were doing, but I remember specifically like cutting this 
person-like donut in half and feeling weird about it. And some somewhere, some poor guy, it was randomly seen splitting in half. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Uh. Okay. Now, again, being in that area, how much does it actually rain in Seattle? Um, I would say uh, at least 60 to 70% of the time. But we've been having a lot of drier seasons lately. So right now it's been about 50-50. Um, if you count like the dry season completely and then, you know, times it rains during the dry season and then also like the cold and rainy season. Sounds like you need to sacrifice more donuts. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right, uh, James, we're back. Yes. Can you tell us if it's challenging to eat cereal while doing push-ups? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess that just depends on your upper body strength. For me, I would say that it is medium challenging because you don't want to get milk on the carpet because that smells bad. Um, but... You know, it's a good workout, and you get your nutrition in. So I recommend it to anybody willing to try. I would probably throw up if I did that. <laughs> <laughs> but how did that concept of doing that even come up? If I'm um, I love um, I love all that. I love um. Just the 90s, silly, happy, fun times, weirdness. And I think that that's really in line with it. Like, for example, Kenan Thompson saying mm -hmm. fake French words out of a bathtub. I think that that was <laughs> Every very day in French line. with the air, escargot. Exactly. I think that was very in line with that. And so I'm an amalgamation of um, 90s hip-hop and uh, Nickelodeon, I would say. <laughs> With a little bit of Disney Channel original movie thrown in there as well. Favorite Disney Channel original movie? My favorite? Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, I really cannot answer that because I love them all so very much. Um, one that sticks out in my mind is the 13th year where the boy turns into a, a merman. And... <laughs> Uh, Johnny Tsunami. Yes. So those are two that are really awesome. Brink. And then I'm just trying to think of a top five. So I'm up to three now. Um, Brink. Halloween Town. Oh, yeah, of course, Halloween Town. That's like, awesome. goes without saying. Number that, yeah. Oh, and actually, Under Wraps. So that's probably my five, actually. For, for right now, I'm going to say the top five is uh, 13th Year, Johnny Tsunami, Halloween Town, Under Wraps. Oh, and I missed one. What one did I say? Brink. Yeah, yeah those are the top five right now. Okay. Uh, well, uh, Xenon Space Girl. Oh, what? It was uh, the, the other one I remember is Xenon. Oh, dang it. Okay, now I have to... <laughs> I have to, oh, how did I forget about Xenon, honestly? Okay. Oof. All right. I'll have to come out with my top ten later. Because <laughs> there's too many decoms to, to rate them all. 
Resorts needs to be done. A trip to Disney Plus needs to be taken. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> it's like you know my evening plans. <laughs> um, speaking of top five, top ten, um, you competed in a six-sided ring. What was that experience like having two extra sides to the ring? Um, it's super difficult. So, like, I am someone who considers themselves a lucha American wrestler. Um, when I first started training wrestling, I trained lucha, which is a very different and amazing art all in itself. Right. Um, but it's definitely something that influences my style, and that's a very rope-heavy um, style of wrestling, right? And so when you're doing that, it's it just messes you up when you're running, when you're on offense, when you're on defense, there's so many, you know, different factors um, that get in the way when you're wrestling in a ring with more than four sides. Um, so I, I found it difficult, but manageable for sure. And then also the tension between ropes is different. So like there might be a good side of two and then the other three, um, I, it's a five sided ring. So the other three was messed up, you know, right? And so you have to remember, oh, those two are the good side. If I want to spring, I got to spring on that side. If it's not there and we're working on this side, like, you know what I mean? Like, look, you got to manage that. And that's a little bit tricky. All right. Uh, best musical group come out of the 90s. Oh, my God. That is the craziest question I think I've ever been asked. I'm going to have to go with TLC, but there are so many more amazing girl groups, such as the Spice Girls and um, Destiny's Child. Holy cow. Uh, yeah, I was. I'm three just... Little Women. There's And then rappers on their own, too, like, you know, Lil' Kim, Debrat, uh, Missy Elliott. Like, there's just, that was a really great like year for women in music christina aguilera britney spears like whew, i could keep going like jump five that was like you know boys and girls it was crazy crazy great time for music well i had a huge huge crush on 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 sporty spice on mel c and i actually saw spice world in the theater not once but twice all right, let's go. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah absolutely. Um, absolutely great, great period uh, for, for yeah, research. Absolutely. Yeah, uh, for sure. Games. Uh, yes. Now, uh, can you tell us why you have why you had a jaw of lint? Oh, <laughs> I currently just moved into a new house, um, and it does have a laundry room, and I just put my lint in a jar. And uh, it came in handy um, when you had that um, well, that rivalry with the Goblin King. <laughs> yes, so actually that was a setup for a prospective women's tournament that actually never came to fruition due to unforeseen hurdles that were needing to be met and could not be met. Um, so unfortunately, 
even though there was all that buildup, it was not something that ever came to be. Um, so in the future, if Izzy McQueen ever wants to wrestle me, that would be awesome. But it was not something that I was able to do. So you ate, you ate Lent for no reason? Um, absolutely, yeah. And it was awful. <laughs> that being said, can you tell us about more for nothing? Murph or Nothing is legitimately Murph or Nothing. It is Murph or Nothing at the end of the day. Um, Murph or Nothing is a show where it's a little bit of a tutorial, a little bit of a inside peek of Murph's life, and uh, I just hope you enjoy it. But in the end, it's Murph or Nothing. I've taken all the titles. I'm pinning all the people and winning all the wins. Okay. That brings us to... Uh, Morphe Madsen's Bizarre Adventure. You're a pro wrestler that goes up and down the roads and weird, crazy, and bizarre things are bound to happen. Can you tell us a road story that fits that description? A story of, like, when I was on the road with the boys driving to a, to a, to a match? Yes. Um, hmm, let me think. Well, there was one that happened recently. So, as you know, I've had a little bit of a rivalry with someone named Rashad Tyson. Yes. But he is somebody that also lives in the same area of Washington as I do and is able to drive, you know, us and a couple of our other buddies up to venues and things. So I kind of have to bite my tongue and take rides with him, right? Um, he's a little bit of a crazy driver, but this last time was kind of even more crazy because he was starting to talk about this hamster and me and Rashad have trained together for a very long time and I've never heard about his hamster. So he started to talk about this hamster off and on and I just called him out and I said, Rashad, if you cannot show me a picture of your hamster, you're lying about pets and I'm going to tell everybody that you are a person that tries to lie about having a pet to seem to be more of a human being. Because I always tease Rashad about like being a tough, heartless guy. Um, so I'm like, you're heartless. You're making this up. This is fake. You want to get sympathy that you have a hamster, right? And so I'm telling him this the whole ride home. You don't have a hamster. Stop telling us stories about this hamster. Um, my buddies in the back, JC and Zeb, are like, yeah, you don't have a hamster. And we're, we're all agreeing <laughs> and giving him a hard time. He's like, no, I'll call my friends. He calls two people, two different people, to verify the fact that he has a hamster. They verify it. I'm not sold. I'm like, you're a good actor, Rashad. I'm not going to believe that. Like, you probably told your friends that one day you're going to lie about having a hamster and they're going to have to vouch for you. Like, I just didn't believe it. So finally, actually, on this very day was the day that I said, if you do not show me a picture of you with this hamster, I will tell everybody on social media that you are inhuman and you're lying about having a hamster to appear to be more of a human being. And he's like, fine. And so he sent a very sweet video of him and his Chinese dwarf hamster. Um, and so now we all believe that, yes, Rashad does have a hamster. And its name is 
um, Gordon Hampstead. <laughs> All right. Was not expecting that. <laughs> it was definitely appreciated. <laughs> I'm glad you guys appreciated the story. <laughs> Without a doubt. Thank you for sharing. Of course. Um, you know, keeping on, you know, bizarre adventures. Um, you jumped off a balcony once. This is true. Yes, I did. Can you tell us about jumping off that and why? So in that match, um, I was put up against some of the best, most well-known wrestlers in the area and some that have even wrestled internationally. You know, Sonico, um, Caleb Casey, you know, it was one of those things where it was like, I need to give my all. And quite frankly, it's going to be Murph or nothing. So I'm going to have to do this. Like, the, there was no doubt in my mind. I was like, I want to do a dive and I want to make it big, right? And everybody's like, oh, you know, all my teammates are like, are you sure? Are you sure you want to do this? You know, are you going to do it? Da, da, da. And I was like, yeah, like, I'm going to do this. I've got this. You know, when I when I was younger, I was also a little bit of a daredevil like I would jump off of my neighbor's shed my neighbor's roof like it's something that I you know have done similar things in the past um but let me tell you when the pressure's on and you're in that match and you have to do it it's a feeling like nothing else and you literally have to go for it and, and that was an amazing experience taking that risk yeah when you're up there are you like this is a lot higher than I expected are you thinking about the height or are you just adrenaline is running and I have to jump. I think it's more on the adrenaline side, but I was like, for me, it was like, this is what I'm doing. And this is, you know, I was just in my head and I was just saying like, this is the next step. You know, this is what I have to do. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. Um, how, how high was it? Like 15 feet? Yeah. I think that that's an accurate assumption. It had to be somewhere between 12 and 15. Okay. All right, uh, Scooter, it's time for the colossal question, no? Yes, yes it is. Now, let's assume that a blockbuster studio is wanting to make a huge movie about the wrestling career of Murphy Madsen. And of course, everybody knows in Hollywood that when you start making a movie, you gotta start with the soundtrack, clearly. What would be three to five songs that would be on the soundtrack to the Murphy Madsen wrestling career biopic? Nice. That is a very good question. I'd all like. I obviously have to say TLC No Scrubs. <laughs> nice. That would be the correct uh, answer. <laughs> yes. Um, no diggity, right? Uh, uh, with uh, with with Dre or without Dre? With Dre. Okay. Mm, let me think. Uh, two. 
wannabe. Let's go. Let's go full 90s wannabe. Um, uh, Spice Girls, uh, Mbop, Hanson. Uh, I was waiting for that. Yep. And then, ooh, one more. It's got to be a good one. I have to go with Survivor Destiny's Child. Okay. Yeah, I think that's 90s. It might be early 2000s. If so, I have to go to the Fuji's That Thing, then, if if that is early 2000s. Uh, uh, God. Oh, man, the Fuji's, because I remember in junior high, when they came out with their cover of Killing Me Softly, and they we sang that in middle school chorus. So, uh, you know, I'm going to put both of them Hopefully it hit. <laughs> uh, but, uh... It's definitely a solid... Uh, uh, you have solid picks, then. <laughs> yes, for sure. Part of, part of, like, doing this um, is just researching really prominent music of my, like, era and stuff that I can attach with different tag teams or different promotions or a different feel or maybe I want to take the lyrics out and remix it like so I've just been listening to so much 90s music and really like wanting to figure out my vibe and like who I want to be in each area or who I want to be in each arena of fighting so it's been really cool it's been really a fun ride I believe it's time for part two yes now after we've gotten through the most important part now we go on to the next most important part, and that's casting. Who would play Murphy Madsen in the Murphy Madsen Wrestling Career biopic? And you cannot say yourself because you are contractually obliged to make Stan <laughs> Lee-esque cameo. Yep. Um, that's a really great, 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 LOL. That's a really great <laughs> question. Um... Uh, Trying to think of somebody around the same age when I started and wrestling. It could be anybody, honestly. We could get CGI out. Okay. Yeah, okay, but okay. We, we don't want to go uncanny valley, so. <laughs> hmm. I mean, honestly, like, if I'm going for somebody, I don't know, like, I. Ah, because, like, I want somebody who can do their own stunts. So it's kind of hard. It's like, hmm, hmm, hmm. I mean, Cara Delevingne has to be an option because I feel like we're kind of the same vein of, like, carrying ourselves. But also, I don't know how athletic she is. I'm so... Hmm. I know I'm taking this way too seriously. No, we love the passion. Yeah. I know. I I am thinking about this. I am literally thinking about this right now. Um, I'm just gonna say, just to go with a random why kind of a pick. I'm just gonna say Saoirse Ronan because she's a great actress. <laughs> <laughs> or Haley yeah. Steinfeld, actually. Haley Steinfeld. Like, let's do that. Okay. I erase that. Switch it. Haley Steinfeld. Okay. That's the one. Why? Uh, okay, that's good. I believe. Uh. uh Cersei Ronan, I think, was uh, just in uh, elementary school when uh, you had st- you had started. So I think I think Haley uh, 
that's that's a that's a good one. You know, if you're doing the Hawkeye and everything. So yeah, right. All yeah, right. Haley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's a better choice. Haley is the one I'm going to go with. No, everybody right. has a supporting cast. Who would be three people in your life that would be in your movie, and who would play them? Ooh, that's a great question. Huh. Hmm. So I I feel bad because I don't know actors' names. Um, but my, one of my um trainers, Dave Turner, I think he would be played by um he was in the recent Black Widow movie. He played the uh, uh he, he wore the red suit. He was also hey, in David Harbour. Yes, yeah, Stranger him. Things. Yes, yes. That's David, David Harbour. Yes, awesome. yes, David Harbour, one of my trainers that I really connect with. Um, and then my other trainer, Chris Ross, that I really connect with. Um, let me think. Hmm. Hmm. Sorry, I'm taking this so seriously, but I really want to make sure that I match the energy. It's okay. I mean, you could pull out your Google machine if you need to. Oh, yes, the old Google machine. The machine I don't like to use because I'm stubborn. <laughs> um, I would say that he would be like, so have you guys seen Glow? Uh, yes, uh, the series on Netflix, right? Yes, Sam. Yes. The director. Yep. Yes. Right. Yes, so he would be him. Mark Maron. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Mark, Mark Maron, that's really interesting because outside of that, he's a really like serious, almost bordering on political satirist in a way, so I think that, I think that's a Brilliant casting choice. Yeah, I I chose him because they have similar energy in a way, like where they're tough but also a softy. But does he have a fantastic mustache? I mean, if he tried to grow a mustache, maybe <laughs> he would. I don't know if that's ever been anything that he's wanted to do. <laughs> All right, you got one more. One more. Hmm. Let me think. Um, it's so hard to choose all the people. Mm, 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 mm. I mean, you could just give me one person and we could leave the casting up to casting. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. I would say, um, Zeb Saint one. So Zeb is, Zebediah Saint. Um, yeah, leave casting up to casting, but he was a big part of my training. And will always be somebody that I really look up to in wrestling. All right. I mean, we got um, Kelly Seinfeld, um, David Harbour, uh, Mark Maron. This is sounding like a fantastic movie. Um, I think so. And you could pre-order the tickets now. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. Um, I'm not exactly sure what the timeline is on this, but you were once a lumberjack. 
Um, like being in a lumberjack match? No, an actual lumberjack. Lumberjill, technically. Whoa, I don't even remember that. Hmm. Okay, what did I, I find out? <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's that's something I didn't even find, and I can find anything. Jesus. You know, sometimes I go very too deep that maybe I don't exactly know, but there was definitely a picture of you, of you in some type of lumberjack attire, I would say. Are you sure? Oh, you're, you're I was, I, yeah, I was wearing a flannel at a arcade. Uh. Um, I'm pretty sure it was in the ring, but, um, let's go with that. For now. I have oh, been God. never worn flannel in a ring or held an axe in a ring, so that's oh. very interesting. And that's sure that sure means something about Demon Busters and I'm having an axe throwing game. And I don't remember where I saw that now, so thanks, Deb. Now that's going to be in my head for the rest of the night. Uh, yep. <laughs> I hate when I can't figure out where things are from. Uh, moving on, um, can you tell us about your love of The Legend of Zelda, The Ocarina of Time? Um, it's just one of my all-time favorite games. Like, there's really, like, not much else to say, but, you know, it's really, like, something that I always go back to, and it's, like, a comfort play, and, Yeah. I mean, it's how one of my best friends and I bonded, and um, it'll always be a big part of my life. So, yeah, I love Zelda. Okay. On to a controversial subject. Pineapple on pizza. What's your stance? Yes, absolutely. Put whatever you want on your pizza. Even a banana? <laughs> hey, whatever floats your boat. I don't have to eat it. Alright. What's your spirit Pokemon? Um, probably Psyduck or Snorlax. Psyduck! Psyduck! (laughs) We love the late, great Tracy Smothers on the show. Do you know the acronym for Doug? T-H-U-G. You know, I'm really disappointed to tell you that I do not know the acronym. T is for terrible. H is for hell. U is for ugly. And G is for jail. Because a thug can't spell. (laughs) That's awesome. Yes. (laughs) We love the late great Tracy Smothers. I'm trying to keep the memory alive. And the weirdest question you'll be asked on a wrestling interview, hopefully, um, would you ever consider wrestling a rock? Not Wayne Johnson, not the country, an actual physical rock. Absolutely. I love the, that it's just, yes, 100%, no contest. Yep, I would. 
Well, just for context, there's this wrestler named Psycho Mike that wrestled in actual rock for over 15 minutes in what was dubbed a Tungsten Man match, an Iron Man match that lasts for two weeks. That's pretty cool. Backwards hats off to him. (laughs) On a more serious note, what do you see yourself as Hopefully wrestling internationally. My biggest goal is to make it to EVE Pro Wrestling, which is a um, promotion that highlights um, women's wrestling up in the UK. That, to me, is my ultimate goal. I love WWE. I love um, all of these mainstreams, like mainstream avenues of wrestling. But to me, I would be happy if I got to wrestle a match. Um, on an Eve wrestling show. Okay. And what is a match people should go out of their way to see that best shows off what you are all about? Um, I mean, there's a little bit of Murphy in every match that I've had. Um, my most recent match was a six-man scramble uh, on DOA on uh, IWTV. And that's a really great way to see where I'm at um, right now today. Still, my favorite match of all time, I have to say, is my match with Bambi Hall at 5CC. And we can find It's going to take a lot, I think, to match that. You know, she gave me my Becky Lynch moment, and, and there's not much else to say besides that. And we could find that on YouTube, correct? Yes, the 5CC match is on YouTube, and anything DOA um, and SOS is usually on IWTV. Some of it is on YouTube as well. Um, I do have some content on Twitch, um, Reactivate Pro Wrestling um, as well. I'm not sure how far that goes back. Um, But yeah, Pal Pro Wrestling too, YouTube, you can find some things. So those are kind of the, the main websites I'm on. And the main, uh, you know, search search keys to look up. All right. And uh, the match with Bambi, uh, I will uh, search YouTube for it and put a link to the match in the description of the video below, but on YouTube and CastBox. Um, for anybody that hasn't seen it, wants to see it, wants to re-see it after this interview. Very cool. Thank you so much. Yes. And since we are nearing the conclusion of this interview... We are wrestling with the eight questions of food. This is our speed round, our bonus round, the round where we see who you really are. Are you ready? I'm ready. Excluding yourself, greatest wrestler of all time. Mm, Stone Cold. Worst wrestler. Mm, no such thing. Uh, Scooter, I love that. I I love that answer. You know what? I'm not even gonna list the default because that I think is the first time somebody's been so steadfast in that answer that I think I think hell we could retire that question probably after tonight. <laughs> um, we'll see about retiring it, but um, we will accept no, we're not the answer. Tired. We're not going to tell you, but we love that answer. (laughs) You're 
your main event in WrestleMania for the World Championship, who is your opponent? Mm. Bailey. Oh yeah. If you could come out to anyone's entrance music, past or present, who would it be? Stone Cold. <laughs> Which version? Um, the glass shattering, the big one. Like after after he gained popularity, like in the Attitude Era, like that one. The original. Yeah, yeah basically. Okay. Yes. Finish the sentence. K fade is real. We also would have accepted is quite good on toast. <laughs> Squash. Vegetable or fruit? Vegetable. It is indeed a fruit. No, because of the seeds. How dare you? Yes. <laughs> uh, tomato logic. Yes. But you are a part of Squash Squad now, and that means a hell of a lot more. Uh, New Japan Pro Wrestler Tai Chi has Ringo gets smaller every year in going north and south of the world. My question, what is the appropriate trumps the butt cheek ratio for Ringo? Subjective. She did say earlier, full coverage with the cargo shorts. I, I for myself, am comfortable with full coverage. Other people might be trying to show, might try, might try and have a show within a show. And that's <laughs> up to them. So to each their own. Exactly. There you go. And the last question, the main event, the thing everybody wants to know. Have you ever had a conversation with a stranger in a supermarket about Darby Allen? A stranger in a supermarket, no. And that is the correct answer. <laughs> and that will conclude this interview. Thank you so much, Morphe, for coming on and doing this with us. Of course, thank you guys for having me. And once again, where can we find all things uh, Morphe Matson on uh, social media and your merchandise? Pretty much, it's just on Instagram, Murphy underscore Matson. If you want to hit me up on Twitter, it's the same thing, or I guess X now. Um, and merchandise is just at shows. So I hope to see you there. All right. Um, and you don't even have to go typing it into your Google machine. Uh, the link to her Instagram and Twitter will be in the description of the video below. But on YouTube and Castbox, simply click uh, the link and new tab below here on whatever device you're on. Um, and if you want merchandise, obviously book, uh, book a flight, get to a show that she's on, and buy a damn shirt. Alright, uh, of course, if you like, for, uh, thank you for listening. If you like what we're doing, please like, subscribe, comment. But on YouTube and Castbox, which is sponsored by Red Energy and Trail of Coffee. Uh, join us tomorrow as we interview Dakota Duke. Um, and join us every Tuesday and Wednesday for new incredible interviews. Um, and you can follow the show at Wrestling with E, but on uh, X, Instagram, and Dread. 
Uh, you can follow me personally at jamesg993 for how long, who knows. Uh, and where can we find you? As always, you can find me uh, on X at ScooterDust. My stand-up comedy special live from Camp Lejeune has just been renewed for no performances, free water with admission. Keep an eye out to social media for any upcoming news on the remix. I promise it will come back. It's taken a little bit. And, of course, revel in my Dungeons & Dragons antics, along with Rico Constantino Jr. and the rest of the Smoking Dragons clan, twitch.tv backslash Smoking Dragons. Now, Murphy, when I say wrestling wit, you say entertainment, okay? Okay. For very special guest, Murphy Nelson, Calico Yacht, Scooter Dust, I'm James J, and this has been Wrestling Wit Entertainment. Hey, folks, this is the Colossal Mike Law, and you are listening to Wrestling With Entertainment. Enjoy the show. Support these guys. We appreciate it very much. We'll see you at ringside.